Amen. We are starting a series on the presence of God. Praise the Lord. I, I know you are already looking at verse 11 because I've mentioned that we are beginning a series on the presence of God. Some of you already know it. In the presence. It says, not, it says thou will show me the path of life. Then it says, in thy presence. It's not even in the presence. It says in? In your. <laughs> not in anyone's presence. Not in the bishop's presence. It says in thy presence. Is. It is there. Is fullness of joy. And then it says at thy right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Now let me explain something about this, this scripture before I begin. Now this psalm was written by David. We all know King David, the one who was anointed when he was 16 years old. Psalm, first Samuel chapter 16, you remember? King David, anointed yeah, for rulership. And later on he became the, the king. But before he became the king, he was a shepherd boy. He was a nobody. Amen. Let me begin from there. <laughs> Maybe you come from nowhere. And you are a nobody. There is potential in you to become a king. Amen. Here on this earth, a king in whichever place, because you're already a king. You know you're, 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 you're already a king. The Bible says Jesus is the king of who? Kings. In fact, we are royal, a royal priesthood. A royal priesthood. We are priests, but royal ones. Because we are sons of the king. The king of kings. Hallelujah. That's, this psalm was written by David. And it was written when he was going through difficult times. Look at verse 1. The Bible says, Preserve me, O Lord, for in thee do I put my trust. Amen. He was going through some pressing time in his life. He was going through some COVID-19 time. It was his COVID-19 era. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, the way COVID has affected people, has affected their businesses. There are people who have left, have even, they have not paid rent for so long, they have been evicted from their homes. I know a few couple of people. Amen. Because of COVID-19, because of pressing times, pressing economic times, hardships, business is not moving. Hallelujah. This is where David was. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, and you see, he found contentment and he found gladness even during that time, even during that difficult time. And we want to examine this scripture and understand how to find this kind of contentment, to find gladness. You know, there are messages that I hear out there that people are teaching and preaching that say that if you are going through hard times or tough times, then God is not with you. That is not true. Amen. Amen. Jesus says, Jesus said what? In this world, in this, are you in this world? In this world you shall have many, not, not a little. He says many, many, expect many troubles. And if you have been living with your parents and you are not experiencing any trouble, you wait. Keep, keep growing. <laughs> keep living. Eh? Uh, my pastor usually says, keep living. 
you shall experience many troubles. So the, prob- the, the issue here is not whether you experience trouble or not. Yeah. Do you remember Paul saying, count it all joy. Amen. Count it all joy. When you go through diverse, he says diverse, it's, it's different types of <laughs> tribulations. They'll come in different ways. Hallelujah. They'll, become, they'll be financial troubles. Some will be relationship troubles. You know, friendships. Different kinds of trouble. You will face them in this world. Just like David was facing during that time. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So this psalm is talking about David, but in another sense, in a prophetic sense, it's also talking about Jesus Christ, as we shall see in the scriptures. It's speaking of Jesus. Let's look at Psalms chapter 16. It's one of those psalms that have a prophetic message concerning Jesus who was to come. And he already came. Come. He had already come. Preserve me, O God. That God there is El Ohim. He says, me, Preserve me, O God. O God, for in thee do I put my trust. He's crying out in a troubled time. And let me tell you, it is okay. Amen? When you're in a, in, a, in a troubled season, it's okay to cry out. It's okay to be realistic that there is trouble. You know, faith, is not, faith does not say that there is no trouble. No. Amen? Faith sees beyond the trouble. Amen? Faith acknowledges there is trouble, but it sees beyond. You're seeing beyond the trouble tells him, preserve me. Preserve me from the world. Preserve me from the devil. (laughs) Preserve me from myself. Because sometimes even yourself can be troublesome. The Bible says in verse 2, O my soul, uh, O my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, thou art my God. The Lord there is capital L-O-R-D, Yahweh. You have said to Yahweh. The first one was Elohim. Elohim, you know Elohim. Elohim means what? The plurality. Amen. Now this one says, O my soul, thou hast said unto Yahweh, thou art my Lord. You are my master. Amen. Thou art my Lord, my master. And he says, my goodness extended not to thee. Amen. Yahweh is God's covenant name. His name, the name of God. Yahweh. Amen. The I am that I am. In other words, I will be whatever you want me to be anytime, <laughs> anywhere. Amen. I am. Is there a name we can call God better than I am? I am the creator. I am the sustainer. I am the alpha. Not God's beginning. No, my beginning. He says, I am your alpha. And you are Omega because he does not begin and he does not end. He is infinite. Amen. He is beyond time. He is timeless. He lives in a timeless world. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible says that thou art my Lord, my Lord, my Lord. You see, he's talking to his soul. Oh, my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, thou art at my Lord. And it is, remember, when you're talking about Lord Master, 
When you say he is our master, we are not our own masters. We are owned by him. I repeat this and repeat it and repeat it until we get it. Amen. He owns us. You know what he said? He bought us with a price. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. Amen. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Who is within you who you have from God? You are not your own. In other words, you don't belong to you. You belong to him. He is your master. God is right to give you instructions. All scripture is profitable for instruction. To give you instruction. To tell you where to go. Without you questioning. Amen. He's, he, God is, he, is, has the right to do anything in your life without you asking or questioning him. Let me tell you, when I go for evangelism, I don't go like some, some guy who's going to beg people to receive Jesus. No. Someone was, one, one time wanted to talk to me as if Jesus is just some... No. He's my master. <laughs> Amen. And we need to get to know the Lord, our master. Our master. That's why we confess. When you get born again, we say, you confess that Jesus is Lord. For those, you got born again recently, Cindy. Yes, and you too, Cindy. I want to inform you that you have a master. You don't belong to you. You belong to him. Amen. Your life is now at his expense. And at his dispense, whatever he wants to dispense through you, he is your master. You belong to him. Amen. So, enda polepo, enda polepole. Namboya kukunja mungu ati mkono ati. God, if you do not do this, if you do not do it like you did it for yo yo utapele kambali. Amen. The Bible says. My goodness extended not to thee. His goodness, his goodness, David is saying his goodness is nothing apart from God. Amen. He has no goodness apart from God. Amen. That every good thing, you see, the Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from above. You know, the father of lights with whom there is no shadow of turning who does not change. Amen. Hallelujah. Every good thing, every good thing, every good thing in me and in you, we have received from the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 3, the Bible says, but to the saints that are in the earth and to the excellent in whom all is my delight. David is saying he has a delight to the saints. He loves the saints. And, and that's why it's, it's good to come and, and, you know, fellowship with brethren and to love them. Amen. You've been commanded to love one another. He says, to the saints that are in the earth and to the excellent in whom is all my delight. He delights in the people of God. He loves the people of God. And I want to encourage love amongst brethren. Amen. Love the saints. Red and yellow, black and, and white. Amen. We are a family. In this church, we call ourselves family. The family of God. The family in Heaven, there's a family in heaven, and there's a family here on earth. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14, going downwards. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. Ha, yet, you know what? Jesus is the ultimate one who delights in us. He treats us as the one who's 
You know, we are the apple of his eye. Amen. He loves us. You see, this psalm, we're looking at it in two ways. As a psalm of David and also prophetically talking about who? Jesus Christ. Look at verse 4. The Bible says, their sorrows shall be multiplied. Now he's talked about the good people. The ones who worship the king of kings, the lord of lords. And he's now turned to those who do not worship the God, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. He says, their sorrows shall be multiplied that hasten after another God. Those who are going after another God, their sorrows shall be multiplied. And he says, their drinks of blood will, not, will I not offer. He says, nor take up their names into my lips. Praise the Lord. He's contrasting the goodness, he's contrasting the saints to the folly of idolatry. Those who worship other gods. Those who worship gods, other gods like money. Amen. And things and possessions. Those who run after things. Those who run after possessions. He's telling them, he's saying that, you know, nowadays those are, that's the God. I'm talking about the modern God today. You know, the, those days they used to worship idols and all those other things. Today we have some modern idols. You know, even people. Amen. What's up? Eh? <laughs> Uh, internet. Eh? Amen. He says, I will not offer nor take up their names into my lips. Hallelujah. Because these are not saints. He says, they drink offerings of blood. Uh, 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 he says, their drink of offerings of blood will I not offer. Because pagan worship those days, they used to do what? They used to offer. They, yes, exactly. They used to offer blood, you know, had, had offerings of blood and could even drink the blood, which Yahweh had said, you are not supposed to drink what? Blood. Because the blood, in the blood there is? There is life. Some of them even used to sacrifice humans during that time. And let me tell you, do you know that thing happens even today? Yes. When we, you know, go ahead and do things that injure or, you know, interfere with the lives of other people. You know, when you see corruption all over in the country, we are, we are interfering with the lives of people. Amen. So David says that these things I will not offer. Verse 5, he says, the Lord is. Now, verse 5, he says, the Lord is my portion. He says, the Lord is the portion of mine. This, the Lord here is Yahweh. The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance. And he says, and of my cup, thou maintainest my lot. You remember David? David was the youngest in his family. Very young. Amen. When the others were being called to be anointed, and they went one after the other, he was not even there. <laughs> uh, he had no portion in kingship. Amen. Yet God knew. <laughs> Amen. He had no portion even in the inheritance, in Jesse's inheritance. Because he was the youngest. Because the portions were usually divided to who? The firstborns and you know all that. Hallelujah. But look at what he's saying. He understood something. He says, the Lord is the portion of mine inheritance. Hallelujah. Remember Aaron. Do you remember Aaron? Aaron was told, you are not going to get any piece of land here. Amen. I am your piece of land. I am your portion. You see the way, you know, do you know why I usually speak like that? It's so that we understand what you are talking about. To some people, Shamba is so, so, 
valuable. <laughs> Amen. That's why I have to talk about it like that. Numbers 18 verse 20, Aaron was told, I, the Lord, I am your shamba. I am your portion. I'm your inheritance. As you are dividing, subdividing lands, you and your sons, uh, you will get me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And do you know we are priests? Yes. As Aaron. Amen. We are his priests. We are priests unto God. Royal priesthood. A holy nation. That was the original intention. Let me, let me, let me inform some of us who, did, who do not know this. God initially intended when the Israelites had left, he, he, told them, he told Moses to go and tell Pharaoh that, you know what, let my people go so that they go and do what? Worship me. They become my priests. Amen. All of them were firstborns to be priests unto God. But when Moses went up, do you remember when he went up to the mountain and then he came back, you, you saw what happened. They had started worshiping a golden calf. And from that episode, that's when there was a tribe of people that was set aside. Amen. To be priests for them that time. Priests of God, God will use the priests, work via the priests to the Israelites. God wanted initially the Israelites be the priests to the nations. Hallelujah. But now, they are worshipping a golden calf. Something has happened now. God has now set aside a tribe, amen, amongst them. To be who? The priests to their nation. Amen. But now when we got born again, something happened. We were all made to be priests unto God. Every born again Christian is a priest. Hallelujah. Even if you don't put on those white things, you are a priest. Even if you don't have the white collar, you are a priest. Amen. Are you a priest? Can you offer prayer up to God? Hallelujah. Can you minister the word of God? Can you go ye? <laughs> Hallelujah. You are a priest. Amen. And not just a priest. A royal one. A royal one. Hallelujah. Now, the Lord is the portion of mine inheritance and my cup. So, we, the Lord is our portion. We as priests, the Lord is our poor. You have seen it? We are priests. Who is your portion? Is it cars, houses? No. The Lord? The Lord. Are you priests? Who is your, what is your portion? Are you priests? Do you have a portion? He is the portion. He is your shamba. The Lord himself. Hallelujah. You have him. You have him. He told them, you know, they, they subdivided the lands to them. It was given to them. And to Aaron, it was given to them to have the Lord. Amen. You are priests. You have him. When you got born again, you received him. You have him. Amen. So stop looking for him. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Do you know when you have him, you have everything? When you have him, you have all the lands. 
You, when you have him, you have all the cars. Amen. When you have him, you have all the houses. Even when you're not living in any right now. Even if, if you're not living in, if you're living in a rental right now. When you have the Lord, you have it all. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hiya. You know, some people teach and preach and say, you know, God will bless you and you will move from Kawangware. I, live, I personally live in Kawangware. You will move from Kawangware. Is it lower, lower, lower Runda? Lower? Upper, 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 upper Lovington. I'm a lower Lovington. So, so some people say, you know, you will move from Kawangware, you will go to Runda. Really? So what will happen to the people in Kawangware? The Lord is my portion. Hallelujah. I'm enjoying life there very much. Praise the Lord. Jesus is the ultimate inheritance. He's the one we have received in our lives. Now look at verse 6. The Bible says, verse 6, the Bible says, The lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. Amen. The lines of the inheritance. You know, he's talking about the inheritance. You are going to cut the, the shamba. Now you see the context of this, this, this line. You don't just quote it. Just understand, the lines have fallen. You know, the, the shamba has been extended. You know, fallen unto you, the, the boundaries, amen, have been extended for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. In pleasant places. Not just temporary earthly things. Because these things, you shall have them. When you have Jesus, you must have those things. You will have them. Yani, you will not force yourself to have them. They'll automatically just come. Amen. You know why? I have proof. Scripture, not myself. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And the Bible says, and all these things. A man, a man of God says that men are dying to get shall be added. Those are additions. Those are additions that what to seek is him. And we already have him. He's given us him. We have him. Hallelujah. So the lines are falling unto me in pleasant places. It says, I have a goodly. <laughs> I have a goodly heritage. Incorruptible heritage. You know, this is not the type of shamba when you purchase, tomorrow when you come to fence it, you will find Three other people have bought it <laughs> with title deeds. No. So Nairobi Nairobi. You know what happens in Nairobi? Yes, this is no, this is a goodly heritage. It is good. Hallelujah. <laughs> verse 7, the Bible says, I will bless the Lord. I'm going, I'm running to verse 11. It says, I will bless the Lord. Who has given me counsel? He says, my reins also instruct me in the night seasons. Hallelujah. I will bless him. I will choose to bless him. Amen. I will, I will bless the Lord. Remember, David is in difficult times. And he's talking like this. He's going through hardship. But look at what he's saying. He says, I will bless the Lord. Now, here are some people who say that you know what? You cannot bless God or you cannot praise God in hard times. Is that true? Is that biblical? No. Acts chapter 16. 
while they were in prison. <laughs> ah, they lifted up their voices and sang praises unto God. Hallelujah. And they were not singing, Paulo Nasila, Wali Yomba. They were not singing that one, Sindio. They were not singing that one. They were not singing so that the Gereza Milango Zifunguke. No. 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 They were singing and they were waiting. The next day they were supposed to be killed. Amen. Milango, and then, then it happened suddenly. Milango ya Gereza Ikafunguka. Amen. So just open your mouth and sing praises unto the Lord. Let the Lord be your portion. Let the Lord be your portion beyond that need that you are after. Amen. Divert that attention and that desire for that thing to the Lord. Let God be that portion of yours. I'll bless the Lord who has given me counsel. He continues to give us counsel. We have the spirit of God within us who gives us counsel. So when we listen, we listen to his voice. And he gives us counsel. He says, my reigns also, uh, also instruct me in the night seasons. Speaking about the times, even in the night, all seasons. In the day and in the night, God speaks to him. Hallelujah. Verse 8, the Bible says, I have set the Lord before me. You know what that means? I have made the Lord number one in my life. I have set the Lord before me means the Lord is first in everything. He says, the Lord is first in my family. He says, the Lord is first in my relationship. I shall not be unequally yoked, praise the Lord. In your relationships, set the Lord always before you. Amen. Amen. Do not be unequally yoked. yoked. Do not be unequally yoked. yoked. Amen. Amen. I've said it. Set the Lord before you. Let the Lord be first. Let God's instructions come first. Amen. In everything. It says, because he is at my right hand and I shall not be moved. In your money, said the Lord, before you. In your finances, said the Lord, before you. You know what I'm talking about. Cindy. In your money? In your money. Amen. Hallelujah. Is at my right hand and says, I shall not be moved. Do you know why he shall not be moved? Do you know? Let me tell you. Those days, there are those days, some days ago, when maybe I have so much to, 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 to do. And then I say, hey, And then now when it comes, when, now and then I get into some hardship or hard times, hard, difficult financial times, then it becomes very tricky to go before the Lord to ask him, say, now God, <laughs> I did not set my finances before you first. Now I don't know how to, to go about it. Let me ask for forgiveness. <laughs> you see, now you, you, don't, you don't want to go back asking for forgiveness. Set the Lord before you so that when during that time, when tough economic times come, you, you do what? You turn to the Lord and you tell him, thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I've set you, you know, always before me. Then look at the Bible. Says, it says, he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Even during those harsh and tough financial times, you shall not be 
moved. He shall be provided for. Amen. Hallelujah. Because you have put him, the rock himself, you know, as your anchor. You shall not be moved. Verse 9, the Bible says, Therefore, my heart is glad. Look at why my heart is glad. Because I have set the Lord before me. Many times our hearts are not glad because we have not set him before us. We have not put God as the first place. Amen. You know? We are glad. My heart is glad. And my glory rejoiceth. That's my, you know, countenance. He says, and my flesh also shall rest in hope. Hallelujah. My flesh shall also rest in hope. I'm, 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 I want to just finish now. Verse 10, the Bible says, For thou wilt not leave my soul. This is where I begin now. Thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. So David is in troubled times. He's in difficult times. He's in a time of hardship. And he's now talking about his soul. He says, thou will not leave my soul in hell. And neither will thou suffer thine holy one. He had the faith that God will not leave his soul in hell. He believed in the afterlife. You know? He believed in the life after death. Even, even in these tough and hard times. He believed that there was life. Life after death. Amen. That there was immortality. Hallelujah. He had some concept about the resurrection. Look at verse, 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 um, the same verse. He says, Neither wilt thou suffer thy holy one to see corruption. You will not allow, you will not suffer, you will not allow the holy one, your holy one. He was God's holy one. David was God's holy one. He was anointed by God. He was anointed to be a king. Amen. And it was partly, this was fulfilled in David's life in some sense. But remember, we're also looking at this verse prophet, prophetically. It speaks about who? Jesus Christ. If you go to Acts chapter 2, verse 24, remember when Peter was introducing, was talking about uh, 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 the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And then 3,000 people came to Jesus. He mentioned this scripture. that do, You guys, do, don't you remember, haven't you read in the prophets haven't you read in the Psalms that it is said, Thou shall not allow, you know, you shall not suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Amen. You shall not allow the, you know, the one who has died to remain there in the grave. Amen. But he shall rise again. He was speaking about Jesus Christ. It was about the raising of Jesus from the dead. Hallelujah. <laughs> God did not leave Jesus in the grave. And Jesus came to life. That scripture was speaking about Jesus, the Holy One. Look at that capital H, capital O. It says the Holy One. The Holy One. Hallelujah. And you know Jesus was raised in body too. He was raised in spirit and body. Hallelujah. His body did not undergo corruption in the grave. Actually, by the third day, the Jews would stop bringing this, these things. Um, they believed that by the third day, the spirit would lift. 
and go. That's what they believed. And when the spirit lifts and goes, then now decay begin, begins. And by the third day, Jesus, the Bible says, Jesus said he would rise again on the third, on the third day. <laughs> and you know what Jesus did? He paid for our sins. Look at verse 11. It says, thou will show me the path of life. You will show me the path of life in thy presence. There is fullness of joy and at thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. In other words, you will show me the path from death. You will not allow the Holy One to see corruption. But you'll show him, he'll move from death. He'll move from the underworld. He'll move from darkness, hallelujah, to the living world. To the land of the living. You will show me the path of life, hallelujah. You'll move me out from the regions of death. And let me speak to someone today. Maybe you're in those regions. If you're not born again, you're in those regions of death. You need Jesus. Hallelujah. And God wants to move you from those areas, the areas of death, to life. Hallelujah. Put him first. You will show him, show me the path of life. The ultimate place where we are going. The ultimate path is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The path of life is who? Amen. Notice it doesn't say the path to life. It's saying the path of life. He is the path of life. You will show me the path of life. Today I'm showing someone the path of life. He is a person. He, his name is Jesus. Jesus said in John chapter 14 verse 6, I am the way I am, I am, not I will show you, I am it, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, hallelujah, he says he is the way, the path of life, not to life, you know, you know the Bible calls him the life-giving spirit, the Bible says that he came that you may have life, and life abundantly. Hallelujah. Glory. Praise the Lord. In him, you have life. In him, you have life. He is the path. He is the path of life. Hallelujah. When you have him, you're already on your way. <laughs> you're on the way. You don't need to go farther than where he is. Hallelujah. Amen. When you have him, you have him now. You're born again, you have him. I'm beginning to talk about the presence of God. You have him. Are you born again? You have him. You have him. You know, it begins with awareness. Some people are looking for the presence. <laughs> oh, people are feeling something. How come I'm not feeling anything? <laughs> uh huh. How come I'm not feeling anything? Why am I not feeling? <laughs> I'm showing you now. You have him. Amen. You have him. He's in you. He's with you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, in thy presence. Don't look for another kind of presence. Don't look for another type of presence. Look for 
the person of the presence. Look for Jesus. He says, in thy presence. Not in the presence of lights and cameras and action. Hallelujah. Not in the presence of beautiful sounding music. Not in the presence of entertainment. Not in the presence of crowds. You are not a crowd here. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, someone can walk there and walk away because they say, they, they say the presence of God is not there because there are no crowds. They believe crowds are only the place where the presence of God are or is. <laughs> Amen. In thy presence. In God's presence. Thy presence. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. In thy presence. In thy presence. This is a place beyond excitement, you know, beyond entertainment. It is his presence. It's beyond the music, the nice sounding music, nice worship music. Thy presence, thy, thy presence. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, and at thy right hand, there are pleasures forever. I'm coming back to that presence. At thy right hand is the place of honor, place of dignity. Remember, Jesus is seated at the right hand of God. That's our place. At thy right hand, there are pleasures. You see the location of the pleasures. You see the pleasures are connected to his presence. There are people who want the pleasures, but they don't want his presence. Yes. At thy right, at the, the hand of strength, the, the pleasures are gripped with those, that hand. At thy right hand, there are pleasures. There is connection between the pleasures of life and the presence of God. That's why if you continue in this place, in this church, you will experience it. You will continue to see it. You just, just stay there because you'll be consistently and constantly in the presence. In the presence. It says, in thy presence. Amen. The pleasures are not found separate from him. You will not have to corrupt yourself to get the pleasures of this world. No. Amen. And let me tell you, these pleasures in the presence of God are higher than the pleasures of this world. Way higher. You cannot compare. The Bible says the pleasures are forevermore. Incorruptible pleasures. They are not temporary. Forevermore kind of or order of pleasures. This you are talking about love, joy, peace. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, that's what you are talking about. Above these physical things. You know in heaven, you know here in, 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 in the world we, we put gold in the bank. In heaven, we walk on gold. Ask Abraham. Just call Abraham and ask him. Yes, call him. Abraham is in heaven. They are walking on the streets of gold. Gold that we are trying to keep in our pockets, you know, and finding identity by. No. I didn't know because I have gold, I have, you know, I am someone. No, we are beyond gold. We are beyond silver and gold. We walk on it. Amen. We have the love of God, the peace, and the joy of Jesus. The kingdom of God, Romans 14, 17, is not eating and drinking, but 
is what? Righteousness, peace, and joy. In the what? In the Holy Ghost. In his presence, they are permanent. Hallelujah. When you are a follower of Jesus, you are not going to experience a problem-free life. You are living in a fallen world, and this fallen world could have challenges. You'll have to experience challenges. But you can find the pleasure. You can find joy. In the presence, there is fullness of joy. You can experience God's joy in that time of Christ. And that was what happened to David when he was writing this psalm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go back to verse 16. It's verse 11. It says, In thy presence. Now, this is what we are starting the series on. In thy presence. The person of the presence is our focus. We want him. Not feelings. We want him. Hmm? Not goosebumps. We want him. Not electricity. We want him. Amen. In thy presence. Amen. Not falling down. We want him. Hmm? Amen. Let me begin from there. The presence, thy presence. Presence here means his face. Presence, the face of God. You are talking about coming face to face with God. That's what it means. When you talk about the presence of God. Coming right having an encounter, a one-on-one, a personal encounter with him, a close encounter. Why does the Bible say in Isaiah 59 verse 2 that his face has been hid, you know, from you when you're in sin? Why? The face of God, the presence of God. When you have a revelation of himself, the person himself, God himself. Hallelujah. Amen? When you come face to face with God. So when you say, in thy presence, you want to consistently, continually be in his presence. In his presence. Amen? In thy presence. Where he is, that's where I want to be consistently and continually. In thy presence is fullness of joy. You will not pray for joy because the joy is there. Because you are in his presence. You are there. Amen. In thy presence are at his right hand are pleasures. You will not pray for them. They are where? At his right hand. So are you seeing some of the reasons, some of the things we pray for, we are going it the wrong way. We are supposed to be in his presence. And when you are in his presence, we have them. We will not go out there looking for, looking for them. Amen. I hope I'm helping someone. Let's walk in this revelation. In thy presence, learn to house him. Learn to be aware, you know, to be aware, to have the realization, you know, to, to, to know that he's with you. Amen. In his, pre- in his presence. 
Don't fear. Start that business in his presence. Don't be scared. Amen. Date that person in his presence. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. In his presence. Amen. Get the third and the fourth baby in his presence. <laughs> Amen. What are we scared of? In his presence. There is no fear. There is joy. He's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. Go to that exam room in his presence. In his presence. Hallelujah. And there are pleasures. Just be there. Amen. You may not even have need to pray much because you're already in his presence. Now, next time we'll be talking about his omnipresence. His indwelling presence and his manifest presence. Hallelujah. Amen. And let me tell you something. Some people think we need to pray so much for some, some of these things to happen. No. No. It's not the praying. It's the knowing. It's the awareness. You know faith is awareness. <laughs> yeah. It's not trying. No, faith is awareness. Faith comes by knowledge. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. When you know it, knowing, not grasping. People grasp, not, sorry, grappling, not grappling. People grapple and it fails and they think they were in faith. And then they say that is not working. No. Bible says walk by faith and not by sight. In other words, faith is a type of sight. Is higher sight. Is you seeing in the spirit. Seeing beyond the physical, the natural. Amen. That is what God desires of us. That even when you're in the hardest and toughest of places, you know him. Even when you're, you're, you're about to have an accident, you know he is there. You just say praise the Lord. You know, in those tough, difficult times, what you know usually comes out. <laughs> or, praise the Lord. Are you seeing the difference? When you know, you know. I will, I will stop there. <laughs>